Okay, Come yes, on. guys, welcome back for another episode of the We Talk Ball podcast. Now, today we're doing something a little different. Um, obviously, Premier League is still on, but we thought we'd, you know, move away from what's topical and kind of delve into a subject I'm sure a lot of people have tackled in the past, and that is, you know, like a, a best 11, you know, of all time. But we're just keeping it within the 21st century, you know calling it like our generation, you know, we're both 21 and 22 respectively. So around our sort of time, uh, players we've grown up seeing, players we're seeing now, who we think has been the best in our generation. And I tell you what, we've been messaging each other last couple of days <laughs> and this is going to be a bit of a mad episode because I can guarantee you the teams we wrote down before this episode, they're not going to be the same at the end. But <laughs> yeah. You know what, like you could write out five or six teams and like there's there's been teams that have dominated themselves as well that you could write down their whole 11 and it, it would be justified but um yeah you kind of have to i think pick the best individuals which is quite hard yes it is very hard and mm. well we're gonna try it but you know the the ground rules there's not really many it's just we're we're keeping it as like a flat four three three formation you know yeah but we can do it twist it any sort of way we want as we go along whether that be one holding midfielder, two attacking, three base strikers or two wingers. You know, we'll, we'll chop and change as we go. But yeah, yeah, there's gonna be some big names missing out. I can tell you. Yeah, I think, some... I think as well. There's been a couple of players that I've spoke about, especially when I used to be big on Twitter and um and and talk about players that I haven't included. And I almost think like, what am I doing? But I just think based off ability, you have to go with what you think the best players are rather than who your favorite are sometimes as well. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Mm. But uh, right, so bring it on. Without without further ado, yeah, let's get going. I think you know best way to start. Who who's who's sitting in between the sticks for you then in goal? I've gone for Buffon. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a three horse race, even a four horse race, because I, I went with Buffon for longevity. I think ever since I can remember, Buffon has been like one of the best keepers in the world. Um. I also considered Casillas because I think there was a time where he was the best keeper in the world, especially when Spain were dominating and Real Madrid, obviously. Um, but I think sometimes even his drop-off and how you probably expected him to kind of be at that top for a little bit longer sort of numbed that down. Um, I considered Neuer as well because I think he's changed the goalkeeper position. So players like Edison and Alisson, I think, in some ways like are products of Neuer. Um and then also considered Petr Cech as well. And I thought maybe if he hadn't have had that head injury, could he have been even better? Um, and obviously he was part of a really good defensive side in Chelsea. But yeah, I went for Buffon because of me, he epitomises what a goalkeeper should be or what a goalkeeper is. What about you? Yeah, I went with Buffon as well. Um, when I was first thinking about it, Buffon was really the only name I was considering. Like um, When I grew up, that was a player I always put in my best 11s each year with mm. Buffon, Buffon. Mm. The only other one really was probably Cassias as well because yeah. those Spain teams, you know, the the European winners, 2008-2012 and obviously the World Cup team, 2010, he was obviously one of the focal points of those teams. Uh, so he was another one. But I like the Neuer suggestion, a bit more of a modern one. Mm. And I actually, I, when you said that, it kind of made me think about it because I think what he's contributed to almost changing the role of a goalie from just, you know, just standing in between the sticks, making shots, they, uh, making saves to actually kind of playing a real role in almost the attacking phase. I think know, with Neuer obviously... as well, like if you, if we were born 10 years later, we'd probably have gone with Neuer because I think he, there was, there was times where I think he came third in the Ballon d'Or mm. um, and he could have easily really won it, but we obviously perceive attackers different to defenders. Um, and he just he just makes that Bayern team and the German team like play differently to what they would if they didn't have someone like him. I mean, with Germany, I know they got to Stegen, but um, he's just like an extra outfield player. It's just crazy. But I just think again, when we're looking across the whole of the twenty first, and and when we're looking at for us, I don't know whether it's because we were younger and we were like, wow, Buffon. But Buffon for me, the fact he's still playing now, all of it, I just think it's crazy. Yeah, no, I think that's going to be uh, these sort of players from around the 2010, early 2010s, you know, um, 
are going to be those sort of players we go with, I think, because I think it's just more... I think nostalgia plays its part in a lot mm-hmm. of it. But then, of, mm-hmm. course, of course, they're quality players, but I think nostalgia plays its role. And like you said, if we were born a couple of years later, someone like Neuer would be who we consider, whereas Buffon, we wouldn't even think about. Um, I think what's interesting but... in my team as well, particularly um, when I look at some of the players I've had defensively, and and that includes the goalkeeper for me, like it's it's the characters as well. I mean, it, interesting, like Casillas, Buffon, and Neuer were all captains as well. And I think, mm. yeah, I just think Buffon's the one. But we can agree on Buffon, which is a great start. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right then, uh, I think that's I think that's gonna let's let's say it this way. I think what we'll do for each position, guys, we're gonna go through it and give our suggestions. And then we'll come to a conclusion of who we should put. And I'll write it down and then we can go through it. Yeah. Sound fair? Yeah. yeah. So so we're going with Buffon as our goalie then. Yeah. Big up. Come on, big <laughs> up, big up. Um, so right back, who are we saying? Uh, to be honest, for me, it was out of two. Um, it was out of Danny Alves and Philip Lahm. Um <laughs> Oh, we're agreeing a lot so far, you know. <laughs> well, as 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 a footballer, I wanted Philip Lahm. But again, I went for the same debate, longevity, what he's won, link up with sort of Messi, like that period. I went for Danny Alves. Um, again, it, it, attacking, outstanding. Um, and defensively, pretty good as well. And like I think nowadays, even players like Trent and players like that, sometimes you can't really find that balance. Yeah. But yeah. I went with Dani Alves simply because of, again, that Barcelona team. Um, a lot of my 11 is that Barcelona team, I can't lie. Yeah. They were just something special from, like, what was it, 2000 and was it 8, 9, 2010, those sort of years, weren't it? Mm. Like, the way they play football as well, just phenomenal. Bro, I, I, I'm convinced they're one of the best sides in world yeah. football history. I think, I think they've changed even now, what teams still want to be. They want to have aspects of that game. And I think, looking back over the 70s, you can obviously compare it to like the Dutch side and stuff like that, but that team there, no one in the world was telling you they weren't the best team. Unless you're yeah. a like, United fan and you just... Yeah. But honestly, that time period, they just schooled teams. They just... Everyone everyone had the utmost respect. So I think, yeah, Danny Alves and Lahm were the two for me. Um, looking even more modern... People will probably say players like Kimmich, Trent, blah, blah, blah. But we're looking longevity. We're looking long-term. Because, um, again, Trent is changing that position. And Trent, if he stays a right-back his whole career and the numbers he, he spits out are just crazy. So, he, like you look back in 10, in 10, 15 years, we might actually think Trent's up there. But, again, all-round play, I think Daniel was the one. Yeah, I've got to agree. I think his Brazilian background helps a lot with that as well, especially in the attacking side of the game. They've always but, been blessed with fullbacks. Always, I think. Yeah, that is that is the one area that, to be honest, if I was going to have a Brazilian, you'd probably think it'd be a fullback. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But um, so yeah, Lam just missed out. But you know, he was of course an outstanding player, and but his I mean, prominence late... came quite later on, I think, as well. Yeah, because he he started to come in as a fullback as well, didn't he, under Guardiola? Yeah, and um, he played in midfield. He was he's. You know, he one of the most intelligent footballers. I think again, if he had had the span of Danny Alves, he probably would have been, for me, ahead of him. Because as a footballer, I just, I just think he is. Yeah, it was very hard for me to pick between those two, but I just went longevity and and what was achieved and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's fair. The other so mention Danny... I wanted to pick as well was Zanetti. Oh yeah, yeah. Because when we were looking at that, and I'm looking at leaders, I'm looking at the characters that I was looking at. That he one club man um, again played very late in his career, won the Champions League quite late under Mourinho. Um, you know, I think I think he's another person that you could consider. Uh, maybe if we were slightly older, we might have even considered him as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think Danny Alves we can agree on. Yeah. Um, so who's who's going to be uh, your centre back pairing then? Now, this was one of the hardest things for me because there's so many good centre-backs. And I think nowadays we don't actually have as many yeah. over the last sort of five, six years. Um, so, my first one is Nesta. Mm. I think defensively the best centre-back I've ever seen. That, in my opinion. Um, 
obviously part of a good Milan team, um, good Italy team. Um, and then my second one is Ramos. Um, just because, again, what he's achieved, the goals he scored, nearly didn't make my team because I think he's a bit of a liability sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I think when you're looking at characters and you're looking at people that epitomise clubs, he epitomised Real Madrid for so long. Um, Spain. And yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway, you? Uh, yeah, well, when I was looking through it, I think something I realised is some of the best centre-back pairings aren't necessarily clubs. They seem to be with countries. Yeah. Um. I think you look at the likes of Terry and Ferdinand. Uh, you look at Ramos Chiellini, and Bonucci. Mm. Chiellini, Bonucci, even Maldini and Nesta. Godin um, and Jimenez I thought about as well, but like, I, mean, I couldn't even, justify it. I mean, obviously these wouldn't make our all-time eleven, but mm. in terms of current, obviously mm. Van Dijk. Yeah. His name's got, oh, he's gone, his name's gone. I mean, yeah. Well, uh, no, no, no. Dutch. Ajax. Oh, the lit. De Ligt, so it's went up there. Um, but yeah, yeah, Van Dijk and De Ligt, that would be obviously a modern one. Wouldn't be uh, all time, but a lot of national teams have some of the best centre back pairings, in my opinion. And uh, just based on what, again, what I grew up on, I went with Ramos and Priel. Ramos and who? Uh, Priel. Oh yeah, yeah. Again, I considered him. I mean, what he epitomised at Barca, he was the difference in that side in terms of the steel and, and he was everything that no one else was. Yeah, he's basically um, what was different, wasn't it, from what Barca yeah. used to sort of thing, isn't it? I mean, I, I flirted with Cannavaro because um, mm. I think Cannavaro and Nesta, for me, between them, um, I thought Nesta had a better club career and Cannavaro had a better international career, but I thought as a footballer, Nesta was better, but Cannavaro got the plaudits due to his performances at the World Cup when he won the World Cup. Um Ramos, again, Ramos for me is just something completely different to what we've seen. I think more modern as well. I looked at Thiago Silva. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Ferdinand was in my team 10 minutes before you rang me. It was going <laughs> to, it was Ferdinand. Um, because again, he plays differently to players. Like he was so elegant, but so good at defending. He, yeah. And the leadership qualities, the, the, what he demanded off players, he was so close to being on my team. But again, I went for individual abilities and Nesta for me defensively is the best I've ever seen. And I think Ramos as a defender does scare you sometimes, but as a footballer, Ramos is in that team. But he was the he was the one that really I I I thought about getting rid of because of the of the card record and that sort of thing. And he's in a team of defenders who realistically uh, are the polar opposite at times. Yeah. So, uh, what are we saying? I think we Ramos is one we can agree on. I think so because we both had him. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and we might have to come back to the other one because I think as well, like, my, I thought about doing Cannavaro and Nesta. I thought about doing Poyo and Nesta. Mm. Um, but for me, yeah, out of the lot, Nesta Nesta's the best defender. I think um, out of the two, out of the centre backs that I've I've seen. Okay. And I'm not talking about football inabilities. I'm talking about defending. Okay. So, yeah. We'll come back to the other centre-back. We'll come back to that one. Uh, Left-back, though. Uh, I went with someone who I think was consistently always up there. Always seems to be in the best 11s as well. Mm. And, you know, I think you know I'm going to say Brazilian. Marcelo. Oh, I went different. Oh. Maldini. Maldini. So Maldini again, I think he retired sort of 2007, so even or, or slightly later. But although he wasn't, he was more of a centre back, wasn't he? Yeah, but he played left back. And the thing is, as well, I had to get him in there because for me, again, defensively, outstanding. Oh, good. Um, yeah. And like again, the other centre back partnership I thought about was Maldini and Nesta. But in terms of like, he played left back and centre back as much as each other, like. He's not the modern type of fullback, and that's sort of why I love him because it's like he—he's like one of the last of an era, if you know what I mean. Mm. And he was Mister Consistent defensively again. Like people always say, he's the best defender of all time. Like he's one of them players. Marcelo, I thought about. I thought about Turam. Um, oh yeah. 
I thought about um, Ashley Cole because Ashley Cole, yeah. as an Englishman, is the guy that sort of, again, defensively outstanding, but he carried that threat. But then yeah. I think also when you've seen players like Robertson now, you sort of look at and think, okay, assist-wise and stuff, Cole wasn't actually at the numbers that like people are at nowadays. But defensively, particularly battles against like, sort of Ronaldo, was was is in, was incredible and and yeah, but Maldini was the guy for me, and he was quite a straightforward choice actually because I felt like putting him left back because he played left back and centre back just as well gave me more options at centre back to be honest. <laughs> um, but Marcelo is a big shout, especially the Real Madrid teams that dominated the Champions League. Um, yeah, I mean, if we were thinking any earlier, Cafu would have been in there for fullbacks as well. Oh yeah, of course, of course. But, um, but he was a bit late. He was a bit too too um early for us. Yeah, I mean, I like that Ashley Cole one. Um, yeah, he was so key to that Invincibles team. Um, but obviously, he shows both sides of the coin. You know, his defensive capabilities, and then he's so key in attack as well down that left flank. He had such a great relationship with Robert Pires. Mm. Um, but um, obviously, I went with Marcelo. I just think he was just different. I think he was just like Danny Elvis, just offered different. He was that all-round player. You know, he's almost like an is... attacking player, but he's still defensively part, you know, solid. Part of the reason I didn't opt for him, I think I, as a footballer, again, walked into it. Like, but I just think, like, I don't know whether it was later on, but I always have distinct memories of defensively and being a bit frail in terms of he attacked so much. That yeah, it's like when you see like when when you see even now Liverpool being played like that's that's the way to beat a Liverpool team is is, is just attack them spaces, yeah. Um, but again, part of very good team and like there's always going to be a weakness to a team. But I, I I don't know I don't know whether like, I think I'm a, I'm an old old school romantic where like your first job's to defend. And that's why Zanetti nearly got in at right back as well. Um. But yeah, footballing wise, you can't you can't even argue with the footballer Marcelo at all. Yeah. Well, what are we saying? Shall we? Maldini, I, I like that suggestion. For me, for me, centre back, and then Marcelo left back. Yeah, for me, Maldini has to be in the team because out of all the defenders, he's he's the best defender. I mean, I'm a bit. If this was then coming off me, I probably would change it to Maldini Nesta centre back. But Ramos, I think, is a more modern thing for us. But I think Marcelo is is. Yeah, he's. He, I think he can be in the left back. So Maldini is off the centre half, and then Marcelo left back. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that for now. <laughs> I can't believe yep. Nesta, man. <laughs> right. Um, I told you, big names are missing out today, and there's a big shock from me in the attack. I tell you. <laughs> well, we'll get there in a minute. I'll tell you what, centre midfield. This is now where. I had to choose between who I thought the better players were or who the players were that I sort of fantasised a bit. So, like, there's no Englishmen in there. And I looked at Gerard and Lampard and thought, and Skulls, all three of them, and thought, like, as a kid, that's who I want to be. And I couldn't fit them in. I've got three, and I'll name them just now, because I just, I, I've, I've been saying these three are the best midfielders since I was a kid. Javi and the Estapila. The maddest thing is I see my exact three as well. There we go. <laughs> I mean, there was, there was, there was. I considered sort of pushing out the idea of a centre midfielder and playing with a ten and having like Kakarin. Mm. Um, I considered Zidane, but again, probably when you look at Zidane, I wanted like to, I wanted to try and fit Burkamp in somehow. I mean, I wanted to fit Rooney in, mate, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't fit <laughs> Rooney in, and it was it, it irritates me because as a kid, he's one of my favourite players. Um. But yeah, I, I I went for the exact three. I think Xavi and Iniesta for me. You can't have one of them in without the other. Oh no no no! Iniesta's record for me, I think it was almost. I think it was. It might, might have been different, but I remember there was a point where every final he played, he got man of the match. That's crazy. Like World Cups, Champions League, everything, and he was one of the players. I think Xavi. I didn't appreciate him until the end. I didn't understand how good he was. Um. Because for me, Iniesta was the one that was a bit more glamorous. Because, and the thing I love about them both is, as footballers, they're the most unglamorous footballers ever, as well. They just do their job right, and it just yeah. looks so good. And then Pirlo for me is the, the opposite. Pirlo is even now when I go to five aside, six aside, I want to be Pirlo because I can't yeah. run. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, it's like 
what he can do with a football is absurd. I remember seeing his free kicks, his passing, even the way that, I mean, a lot earlier on, he would still get involved with tackles. He was always in the right place. Like, to understand play, mate. incredible. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like when watching Pirlo, like if there's any one footballer I could be, it would be him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's always the sort of position I try and play when I play like 11 or something. That kind of, because mm. I'm very much about the passing game, but at the same time, I like to drop deep, you know, look mm. around the pitch to find that perfect pass. And obviously that was what he was, you know, those pings across the pitch are just perfect. I really struggled not putting Kakar in because there was a moment in, in football where like there was no one better. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Gerard as well for me. I think when you look at them three, Lampard's goal record is incredible. And if you look at stats, Lampard walks into the team. But impact on a team, like Steven Gerrard as an individual, I felt that was the best midfielder in the world at grabbing a game by its throat and changing the game. Yeah. Um, but Xavi, Iniesta and Pirlo for me are all just completely outliers to what you'll ever see as footballers. They like, were just the perfect midfielders, weren't they? Yeah, and I felt bad leaving Busquets out because, again, p- people look at Javi Iniesta and blah, 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 but Busquets, what an incredible player as well. Yeah, he did the dirty work in that that team, really. I mean, even more modern, um, more modern footballers, like, um, I mean, Modric won a Ballon d'Or, but wasn't really in it for me. Um, but you can talk about Kante. Yeah. Um, but again, I think there's always been that question mark on his... Like on the ball ability compared to other centre midfielders. I mean, De Bruyne for me is the best midfielder in the world now, but he might be one of them that misses out longevity eventually through again. injuries as well and longevity. Um, but those I mean, three, I was... I'm so happy we agreed on them because they were the three that I thought <laughs> there was going to be some debates. Mate, no, I mean there was players I was who I wanted to get in there like Vieira. Mm, I'm sure. Fabregas, I expected an mate. Arsenal one. Fabregas as I, well was. I grew up adoring Fabregas. That was the player I wanted to be. Like literally, yeah. he broke my heart. So that's why he doesn't get in. <laughs> I mean, the other one for me, and like again, I thought about a number ten, and like for me, the best number ten that I've seen is Özil. Özil. Mm. And again, like my trouble is with putting him in a team like this is like. You could say longevity, but at Real Madrid, he was incredible. And at Arsenal, like, if he was at... Yeah, he showed his patches at Arsenal, but I think he was let down by certain systems. It's the team he was in. Yeah, and and if he had gone to, like, a Man City now, we could be talking about him in there or, like, a... Do you know what I mean? Even if he was in a later Arsenal team, you know, I think if he was utilised with a Bamiyang better, you know... Because I look at game understanding in that centre midfield, like... For me, it's, technic- it's technical ability and the mind because people like Pirlo could still defend. Like, yeah. you didn't have to be this animal. And like, I love Kante's and players like that. But I think as a fan, like someone like Ozil, what he can do with a football and like the way he sees the game is just insane. And, like, but I think, I, think, I think the other three just trump him in terms of all-round centre midfielder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But he was very close. And... and yeah. In terms of watching, you know, Ozil's wow. up there. Ozil was definitely up there. But as an all-round player, I don't think he even scratches the surface of this team. To be no, and this, is the, and this is the thing. Like, if we if we did it as, like, a 10, a number 10, and we looked at him more positionally, like, for me, he would be one of the best in that number 10. But I still probably would have put Kaka in. But do you, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the forward line I'm interested in, um, the main reason I'm interested in is because one, I know there's one player that you have to have in there, <laughs> um, and I know That's there's two players there. <laughs> that I think everyone has to have in there. So just, just, just clear it up. Who's your forward line? Uh, <laughs> I sent the forward. I think you know who uh, what his name is. You know, <laughs> go on. <laughs> Thierry Henry, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you might. Uh, right, right side, Mr. Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. Left side, you're going to be shocked. It's not who you think. Ron Nudinho. <laughs> really? Yep. No. I think he was the most perfect Wait, 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 wait. Can you just clear that up? Do you haven't put Cristiano no Ronaldo. in Ronaldo. <laughs> no Ronaldo. What? <laughs> oh, you've been watching him at United times two. <laughs> Oh no! I can't! I can't! I can't! I love Ronaldinho. 
So do I. I mean, again, he's a player that I had to leave out. I went for Ronaldo on the left, Messi on the right, and Luis Suarez. Um, and you're going to talk about Ronaldo <laughs> and you're going to leave Omriya. <laughs> so this is where it got tricky. So I've got a list on my phone of players I left out. Um, Henri, Zlatan was one as well, because I think, mate, like I was actually looking up statistics and stuff like that. And, and Zlatan's goal scoring is a joke. And when I look at Suarez and I look at Zlatan, both players, they're all-round footballers, not just goal scorers. Mm. Like, 2009-2010 season, Luis Suarez got 49 goals in 48 games at Ajax. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, he did something similar when he was at Barca, 2015-2016. 53 games, 59 goals. And he got more goals than Messi and Ronaldo when they were in their prime that season. Like... We're seeing him at Liverpool. I've never seen a player like that, especially against Norwich. That you always, whenever you think of Suarez, I think Norwich because I just feel so sorry for Norwich fans. <laughs> <laughs> but like, good like four in the game, didn't he, or something? Yeah, but the thing that's crazy about him is outstanding with the ball, desire and character, obsessed about winning, mm. hunt down the ball. Scores all types of goals, good in the air, good link up, bags assists, bags goals. For me, I had to have him up front because, as I say, there's two seasons there where he scored the most goals and he's in a period where Ronaldo and Messi would dominate that. Um, and as, and he's been in very good teams. Again, Liverpool. Can you imagine him in like a Liverpool team of today? Like, put him with Salah Romane and like, it's game over because he presses, he works hard. And this is before, really, you've seen many forwards doing that. Um, and I think him and Cavani between them have changed Uruguay and, and, and the, the way that, that players would want to be. They'll be the most iconic players in that country. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Zlatan was very close, mainly for the fact that he's done it everywhere. Again, technically very good, and especially for his stature. It's just insane how technically good he is. Scores all types of goals. But Suarez... Suarez for me trumped it um, due to just that that character. Like, uh, wow. Thierry Henry was very close. You have to understand how close Thierry Henry was. <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> for me, like, to leave Ronaldo out is a crime. Absolute <laughs> crime. You know what like, it is? You know what it is? Obviously, stat wise, Ronaldo trumps Ronaldinho all day, every day, you know. Mm. And obviously, I've always considered Ronaldo. I don't know, it's a weird one, because I've always considered Ronaldo the top two with Messi, obviously. But he doesn't make your... T- what? No, this is weird. The it's reason like I... this guy's playing ball in 1980 or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I've included Ronaldinho is just, I just think, I just love... No, I get it. Play. I get what it, he's one of them as well when you're a kid. Wow. This is what I mean. That's the, literally the only reason I put him in, because I just think for entertainment value. Mm. Up there. Yeah, but then you one can say the Neymar could be in there. True, that's true. Robinho could be in there. Ah, We could we could sling our mate Adriano in there. Like (laughs) they're all entertainers. Don't get me wrong, but 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 even his career stats, you know, come on, man. (laughs) There's no debating that he could be in a team like this. But to leave Cristiano out, I mean, I'd understand more if Ronaldo was a striker in your team and then Ronaldinho was on the left. But um, for me, Luis Luis Suarez, I can't I can't even talk about it. Like, there's something about this player, like, I, so slept on, so slept on. Like, him, I think it might even be the biting instant, like, the popularity wise. He could have won Ballon d'Ors, he could have, he should have, yeah. That, like, especially that season where he was at Barca. Um, uh, I'm talking 2015 16 season, 59 yeah. goals in 53 games. That MSN were producing that year, weren't they? He scored 40 goals in the Liga. They were crazy stuff. And, like, this was more than Messi and Ronaldo. Like, and this is when they're in their prime. I mean, yeah, for me, Suarez is the best striker I've ever seen. Um, but, yeah, Messi Messi talks for himself. We only spoke about Messi, but Messi speaks for himself. I think, like, mesmerising. Yeah, it's a different level. He's just different level. And as well, but... what I quite like in our team is the Dani Alves and Messi right-hand side, because that... 
again, that, that pushed Danny Alves in the team as well. Um, which you yeah, can so argue I think, I, Marcelo I think Cristiano. Messi, uh, <laughs> I think Messi. <laughs> I think uh, Messi's obviously in there. It's the other two. We, we, we've got to try to debate this out. Um, I'll compromise on Ronaldo for sure. I'll definitely have Ronaldo in there. Look, mate, imagine compromising on Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, take him, yeah. He's all right. I mean, the other one as well that we had to consider was um, Ronaldo Nazario. Um, mm. But again... I just think we didn't see enough of him. Yeah, if we look we at technical abilities... If we look at technical abilities and glimpses and whatever, like, everyone would say, like, even when he was, like, 21, he was the best player in the world. But it's just that longevity, especially across our generation. Yeah, because when we talk our generation, I think like we were almost toddlers, sort of when he was proper balling out, especially like 2002 World Cup. I mean, we could consider sort of Aguero, but like I think I was going to say that actually another one, Lewandowski as well. Yeah, again, big name. Um... People sleep on him just because it's in the Bundesliga, and he's you know a lot of arguments. People say, oh, because he's only stayed there for so long, it doesn't count. But yes, it does. His stats are crazy, and he does it in Europe as well. Like, yeah, no, he's a joke of a footballer. But again, like, I just look at like a Suarez, right? And I look at even like all the effect, play, even the effect he had on like Atletico. I think he was getting one goal every like three games when they won the title. But for me, a player like him is the difference. Yeah. Like, and this is later on in his career. Even he produces moments. This is the thing about Ronaldo as well. Like, you have, I've always said, I think you have two types of players. You have players that create moments and you have players that like they just like are a moment, if you know what I mean. Like yeah. Messi, whenever Messi gets the ball, there's a moment because you're like, whoa. Like Messi, Ronaldo and Suarez for me create moments. Like Suarez even when he when he handballed it against Ghana and, and they held the whole like it just shows the lengths he goes to win. Yeah. Like he'd does sacrifice it, does it himself. Of course he does, but like <laughs> I just don't know what it is. I think, obviously, Suarez is more current now as well. And Suarez, for me, um, has sort of been this guy for a while. Maybe even I need someone from Ajax to be in the team somewhere. But, um, <laughs> like, I just think, like, when I'm looking at that team, like, again, Omri was part of very good teams, but it's outstanding teams. That invincible team, like, that season. Part of Arsenal, he he's, he's part of Arsenal's greatest team. He's part of Barca's greatest team. You know, a bit of a correlation coming. <laughs> and again, like, I mean, the comparisons between sort of him and Mbappe and this, like, not not in terms of ability, but um, in terms of the way they play and stuff is, is crazy. But again, it's a player that, like, you could talk about all night. Like, you could talk about them both all night. And the obvious one is Omri, if I'm honest. The obvious one is to pick Omri. But I just think Suarez is one of them players because of popularity and because of image. Isn't as appreciated as a footballer. If he was the sort of, <laughs> if, like for me, if like certain incidents hadn't happened, if he was sort of, no, you think of Henri and you think elegance, like you think, yeah, everything that you would associate with the best French player in the world, like what you're associated, like they're just it's glamour, it's in 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 aspects like what you'd what you'd associate with players like Pogba or like it's just that sort of the way they play like it's just wow yeah um look like, again like I just think Cristiano has to be there I think oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've, I've heard left. a lot of in, well into this like obviously I was thinking yesterday as well a lot of people sleep on Cristiano which sounds weird when it comes to like teams like this um because Everyone sees him as like just a goal scorer. Um, but assists, even in the Champions League, like him and Messi are pretty similar. And Messi's probably the best passer of the ball I've ever seen. Yeah. Um so at the end of the day, I I can I can live with Henri, Ronaldo and Messi, but I can't live with having no Ronaldo on this team. That just doesn't work. Yeah, probably. Ronaldinho <laughs> again, he was yeah. a player I considered hugely, but yeah, Suarez will get slept on again, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Um, yeah, I think the other so so just read back what our team is at the moment. Uh, so if I had those two in, it would be Buffon, Alves, Maldini, Ramos, Marcelo, Iniesta, yeah. Tilo, Javi, 
Messi, Henri, Ronaldo. So if you looked at that team and thought one player that you would change, who would it be? Because mine would definitely be Ramos. I don't know why. Mm. For everything he's achieved and the icon that he is, and bearing in mind he's one of the first names I wrote down, I look defensively and I just think like, it's the amount of cards, it's the sort of rashness about it. Do you know what I mean? As a, like, that, you know, would you say that's what defines his game? It is, but like, it's just when you're a centre-back especially and you're like the icon and the leader for that team, I need you there in big moments. He scores goals in big moments, yeah. His mm. goal-scoring record's a joke. But I just, I don't know. I just, I think it's because I'm looking at the position of a centre-back and I'm looking at what you're asked to do. Yeah, and it's yeah. a big flaw. And when you talk about Maldini, a player that always used to say, like, if, if the slides happen, you're in the wrong place. And you're, you're next to Ramos. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know whether it's because like I'm looking at the centre-back role and looking at, like, what he's expected to do, but he goes above and beyond it. Do you think you're coming at it from too much of a technical angle from your coaching background? Possibly, because like you can't teach a player to be like Ramos. Yeah. Like, that's just an innate this like, desire. Like again, he's similar in terms of Suarez when it comes to the winning. Like he'll do anything to win. Which I liked because as a footballer, that would be me. Yeah. Um But when I look at like the technical attributes of it, you don't want someone that's gonna be getting sent off. You don't want someone that's gonna be getting involved with all the Sort of stuff you want that exemplary figure like a Poyo or like a Nesta or like someone like that, but yeah, I think the fact that we both put them in our teams is enough justification to say why. Yeah. Um. But yeah, perhaps that's I think like even what... as like characters as well, mm. Ramos Maldini. That's that's crazy. That's oh yeah. Captain Central, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> mm-hmm. I think the amount of trophies that all of these players won. I think as well, like. That's sort of why, like, a Gerard didn't make it. Like, Champions League was crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Like, you, you're you not going to compare moments like that. But you can talk about Premier League. You can talk about whatever. You can talk about how the English golden generation didn't achieve. Because if we'd gone and won the World Cup um, with that team, we might have even been looking at someone like Ferdinand or, like, a Cole or whatever a bit more as well. Yeah. But we're looking at World Cup winners in this team. Funnily enough... Ronaldo and Messi, like, wait, let's let's think of our team. So you've got Buffon, Nesta, um, Pirlo. Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking, like, oh, who, okay. out of all the players in that team, what? who hasn't won the World Cup? Marcelo? Marcelo wait. hasn't won it. Uh, Messi and Ronaldo? Alves hasn't won it. Ronaldo hasn't won it. Messi oh, yeah, yeah. It. So we've got four that haven't won it in that team. And that's... won the Champions League. Yeah, but this, is, but this is what I mean. One, but this is but this is what I mean. Like, okay, Messi and Ronaldo both now won trophies for their for their, their um for their countries as well. But I just think like this is what part of the reason why like Gerrard's and that aren't in the conversation for me. Like because I look at who's won what, and I just think like as well. Yeah, you have to be in a team. That Liverpool team he was in was so average at times. So but average. Isn't. I don't know, because sometimes that can always be... Other... I always find that wrong sometimes when you judge it on their honesty. It is. It is wrong. Because mm. I always... I mean, someone like Harry Kane, for example, you know, I'm not going to be biased or nothing against him. He's, you know, one of the best strikers. Even if he is having a full season, he's one of the best strikers in the world, let's be honest. Oh, it is wrong. Um, yeah, completely. But a lot of people, a lot of people, if he stays at Spurs, wins nothing, probably aren't going to put him in that top category just, mm. just because he won nothing. It's the same um, as like when you talk, so even like when I talk about Ivanovic, like if I was looking at a Premier League team, Ivanovic would be one of the right backs, I'd, I'd say straight away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but as a global stage, even now, like we don't even mention him. No. Um, and it, it, you, I don't know, you just associate players with success and no success. But with then Gerard, he won everything in England. But if Gerard had then gone and moved to like a Real Madrid and won everything, we'd probably be talking about him, even though he'd be a completely different player. Did you think it's on the international stage more? That's why these sort of players are missing out. Sort of. This is why, like, when I mentioned Cannavaro and Nesta, like, Cannavaro, I think, won the Ballon d'Or based off the World Cup. But club career, I think Nesta was was better. What was, like, um, Modric as well? Yeah. All saying, off the, uh, was it the World Mm. Cup campaign, won the uh, Ballon d'Or. Yeah, and obviously, with Real Madrid, he had a good season as well. But I think that was what tipped it. 
yeah, that's what pipped it because I don't think he was the best player. He's probably uh, Croatia's best player, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I'm I, I'm surprised. I I thought the front three would have more of a we'd 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 find it a little bit easier because I thought it. I knew you were going to go Henri, but I thought Ronaldo and Messi, yeah, and it was just going <laughs> to be a Suarez Henri debate, which again, ninety percent of people would 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 pick Henri over that anyway. Maybe um, I just wanted to be controversial. <laughs> I mean, again, Zidane was one that was so close to me as well, but like you know, Burkamp was one for me as well. I just I thought I had to, he's probably my favorite player of all time. I can't I, believe I left Rooney out, but I just couldn't justify putting him in. Yeah, um, but I tell you what, I did find. I was looking when I was on when we were talking. I was looking up uh, UEFA do this like ultimate team of the year. I think it's based on how many times you get in team of the year, basically. Um, mm. I found one from 2020. That was the latest one I could find. And this is the team they've got. Um, Cassius. So obviously, yeah. it's just UEFA, but I think all our players are UEFA-based anyway. So. But then, just, just based on that, then one of the reasons why Buffon might, might be over there in Cassius is because he hasn't won the Champions League. Yeah, this is it. Um, um, and then they got Ramos at right back. That's just to fit him in the team, I'm telling you. But then they've got, <laughs> but then they've got Lam at centre-back. So I don't know what they're doing here. But anyway, uh, drunk. <laughs> uh, PK, Priel, Iniesta, uh, Gerard, Henri, Messi, Ronaldo. They've missed one. Though. But they've all they've, they've all they've all won the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, obviously they'd have been in the team years, isn't it? I think the interesting one's PK because we didn't mention him. And, like, mm. again, it might be because we remember modern day PK and because of him playing next to Ramos. I think there's always in a partnership, there's always one that you think stands out more than the other. But again, it's like you said earlier, if we were born a couple of years later, we probably would have said PK. But because of when we were born, we were thinking of the past teams of, yeah. as we said, of that golden era. And because that team was so good as well. Even like PK, like when he's playing with Messi and blah blah blah, because like teams are so good, you forget how good other parts of the team are. Oh yeah, of course. You always focus on that one. That like one if you player. think of like Chelsea, when Chelsea like were so you successful, think you, you think Drogba, Terry, and Lampard, but you forget how good defensively they were. Yeah. Like I mean, you forget about players like Makélélé, for example. Yeah, and and well, it's ridiculous. Like. Yeah, I mean that's why Czech was in in it for me because defensively, like clean sheets wise in the Premier League and stuff like that, like yeah, terrific. But yeah, I'm I'm actually really happy about him because again, the players that are in that I didn't necessarily choose were players that were sort of my debated players. Marcelo was very close, anyway. Um, I mean, I think we're literally two. Two, three players away from the same team. So, we're pretty much around yeah. the same sort of level. Which, to me, team. like, shows that, one, we probably watch football a similar way. But, two, like, these are players that, like, mean something in terms of how we see football. And, like, for me, like, that, especially those three in midfield and even the three in attack, they're generational players. Yeah. Maldini's yeah. a generational defender. Danny Alves and Marcelo, you don't see fullbacks like that very often. And like nowadays you are. But they were like, as I said, the Brazilians, like they just produce fullbacks. At the time, it was not really heard of as much as it is now, I think. Yeah. Um, but they're and Ramos is a goal scoring defender. Like I just think they're all iconic players. There's no one in there that I don't think hasn't, wouldn't earn a place in there, really. And, they're all, and there's a lot of leaders in that team as well. Okay, let, let me give you something um, before we go. Um, obviously, it's hindsight's a wonderful thing, as they say, but if we were to make an 11 now of youngsters who are currently playing who you believe would make it into a World eleven in a couple Ooh. of years, not thinking about players we've included, only ones who are currently playing now who are in that kind of under-20s, early-20s, what sort of players will we be talking about? Under 20s, under 20s, <laughs> early 20s, you know, so like between 18, 23, those sort of that sort of profile player. Um, it's hard to tell what direction teams are going to go in, but I kind of think you look at sort of teams that maybe they're in already, 
Like if they're already at a big club, I think that's quite a good thing for them because they don't have to make that move. Um, I think Foden, um, Jude Bellingham, because technically Jude Bellingham is incredible. Yeah, I think Delit still was very young. Um, Vinicius already at a huge club. Sancho, Haaland, and Bappe. You Martinelli. know. <laughs> yeah, but you can even say Saka. Like, yep. um, can't be Saka without Smith Rowe. <laughs> Camavinga, obviously already at. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, Alan Mbappe. Yeah, uh, Graven Birch from Ajax because I think when I'm looking at like the, the the factory that Ajax produced for me, he's probably the next name. Um. I think there's so so many, like even like Curtis Jones from Liverpool. If those players get game time, Reese James, like these are all really young players. Um, I like the lead keeper, Meslier. Keeper wise, it's quite hard to say because keepers mature quite late on. Um, Players like Rodrigo, there's there's so many. Tonali. I think that the the, the difficulty is, I think, in certain positions as well, they're, they're almost at a ripe age later on. Like yeah. midfielders, I think get the appreciation slightly later on. I think. So your attackers getting quite young. Yeah, and like because even like when you think about when Rooney burst on the scene for an attacker, like you almost because you become so used to what they produce, you're almost bored by it, and you're almost like, oh, you forget how good they are. It's um, almost like with defenders, when you think of the best ones, you always think they're in there, their older mm, age, their prime, mm. they're that leader in the back, so you don't think young players. Um, exactly, exactly. Like I feel like centre midfielders, goalkeepers, and probably um, centre backs, you don't really see until later on. Yeah. Um, that's why, like, I think players like Camavinga, who are already at like Real Madrid, um, they could become anything as long as they get in the opportunities. Foden, for someone like Phil Foden, as an England fan, is one of the best players that I can remember at that age. Like I've not really. He's, he's it's a big statement. He's just incredible. Like even Sancho, like people would give him a lot of hate because of how he started at, at United and all this sort of thing. But he's got every attribute to be one of like to be a big United player, like that fast, dynamic winger. I mean, they don't really play with the width, so it doesn't make sense. But he's one of the best young players that I've seen as well. Yeah. Um. People forget how old Mbappe and Haaland are as well, because to be honest, those two are the ones everyone expects to be dominating. They're, yeah, they're gonna. Would you say they'll be our the world's next Messi and Ronaldo fighting out for Ballon d'Or's area? I think so. I, I think they're the obvious choice, really. Um, just, I think of Haaland as well. I think the thing that's striking with him is the consistency, mm. and like, like I said about Suarez and Zlatan. In terms of a striker, he sort of has his own mould where, like, he's got it all as well. Yeah. It's pure powerhouse, like, pure. And, like, that'll be interesting to see how it goes on his career because he has to be at the top physical condition to get the best out of himself. So, like, it'll be interesting to see if he has the longevity in his career. And Mbappe as well, When you, if you take the speed out of someone like Mbappe, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, as I said, hindsight is a wonderful thing, but, you know, mm. there's obviously a lot of players to look for. But players have had to adapt. It's like someone like Ronaldo had to adapt to playing as a striker. Henri had to adapt. Play- players have to adapt. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot and... Of, yeah, a lot can change, of course. And what we you know, know Haaland just... and Mbappe for, or their strengths, uh, are often physical strengths and their strengths that are difficult to adapt. But you just never know. Like, there's always players that come out of nowhere. Of course. Uh, but yeah, for me, the one to watch is um, when you listen to this in twenty years' time, um, is 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 Graven Birch from Ajax for me. Graven like, Birch, yeah, he's someone that I think could mature very very nicely. But yeah, oh, just saying, just saying. When I when I spoke about the one to watch when I was in college, we're talking twenty sixteen. Oh, I, I, I said Werner. <laughs> Oh, and then when he was like <laughs> peaking at Leipzig, I'm thinking, yeah, mate, I'm on for one here. Like I've got to say, about <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to Chelsea, I'm thinking, oh, it's not the same guy. 
<laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I'll say Graven Book. Okay, okay. Mm. Fair enough. But it's been it's been fun, Kira, and I think um Yeah. I think it was definitely... interesting how much we agreed with each other. I think it just shows as you said, like I think the fact that we're both basically the same age. We've mm. grown up watching the same sort of players, we both appreciate the same sort of attacking passing, you know, on the ground football. I think that's probably what's you know, kind of categorise why our teams are very similar. Yeah, and like it's gone through trends as well. Like I've I think of that Barca that Barca team sort of moulded the way for that as well. But like yeah. there's a lot of counter attacking teams with like Real Madrid, Chelsea, like these these sorts of teams like as well. They're exciting as well because the speed at which games change should just be on you. And like for me coaching wise, defending in those teams like just amazing. It's just amazing to watch how they soak up all the pressure and then they just release. Like it's devastating. But like nowadays, I think only the smaller teams can almost get away with playing in that way. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, no, that was a that was an definitely be a Premier League one pendant at some point. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. You know that will that one probably will bring up more debates. I think you know. You mean it will bring up more Arsenal players? <laughs> Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be another team Ronaldo won't get in. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well, <laughs> well that's the only Ronaldo debate then as well, won't you? Uh, All yeah. right, guys. Um, yeah, that was a, it. Was another good episode, guys. And you know, as that was two episodes within a week, I think. So hopefully, we start to get consistent. It's just about finding the time. But um, you know, we're glad we could do this one. You know, it was one Steve really wanted to do, and. Mm. Glad we did it because you know I enjoyed thinking about it. it. Really got my brain ticking looking back in years gone by of these great players. But there's um, so many, there's so many. Oh, there's so many we've probably missed out as well. And um, you know, anyone listening to this will probably say, "Oh, what about that guy?" But you know, <laughs> it's hard to think sometimes. David Villa. Your head. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Allow it. I'm trying to end the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right. Before we name another whole list of players, we're going to say goodbye. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thank Make you sure very you much. like, share, and we'll see you next time. All right, guys. Bye. Peace,